why would I, audio now? Why would the mute button be muted? Oh my gosh. Okay, do we have it now? Let me check this. Yes, now do we have it? Oh my gosh, okay. Sorry. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. I am Sarah from Texas, and this is now our place to chat all the reality TV, Jeff Lewis Live, Jeff Lewis Extended. Oh my gosh. Me and technology are not friends, y'all. Thank you for being patient there for a second. Sorry about that. Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much for joining live. If you're listening or watching on the replay, Thank you so much. Join along. We still love to hear and see, read what you have to say. Okay, today I'm going to chat a little bit about the season finale, if you want to call it that, of Smothered on TLC. This is the show where generally moms and daughters become obsessed with each other. I mean, literally obsessed. But there is one uh, couple this year that is a mother-in-law and a son-in-law that have become very close. So anyways, basically one of the main couples that I'm obsessed with, it's been on for a couple of seasons now, it's Gabriella, who's 23, and her lookalike mom, who is 56 years old. They are attached at the hip. The interesting thing to me is when these people have other siblings, especially other daughters, because I just keep thinking, you know, I have four daughters. I can't imagine if I was obsessive with one of them and the other ones had to just sit back and see me spend all of my time and energy and money and emotions on just one kid. Like how awkward. Anyways, Gabriella and her mom, Catherine, um, have these goals. They've even got like, you know, boards, vision boards with each other stuff, but they update us at the very end. Uh, Gabrielle decides, or Gabrielle, they keep calling her both Gabby, uh, she decides she wants to move to New York City from Connecticut with one of her sisters. And then at the very end, they update us and she chickened out and she's living at home with her mom, planning for the next Connecticut pageant, just like her mom would want her to do. So anyways, um, Trevor and his mother-in-law, India, um, were living together with his wife and three kids, I think. And they had this big blowout where he took her to dinner and basically said, look, it's not making my wife happy, who is your daughter. Yeah, they don't get along uh, for you to live here. And so you need to move out. They hash it out. They do an update at the very end where Trevor comes over to his mother-in-law's apartment and they are hanging out just like old friends. A Houston couple, shout out Houston. Um, this guy, Scott, proposes finally and he has his mother-in-law at the proposal. So that was very sweet. I could not understand though. He said, I knew it was going to make the mother-in-law unhappy for them to be living together in sin before they're married, but the proposal would make her happy. But then they said something like they're not getting any younger. So they're, they're going to try to have a kid. I couldn't tell if that meant she was pregnant already or the fact that they're just trying to have a baby. Who knows? Anyways, they did an update on that one. This other couple, Brittany, who's been on since season one, but they've had a, her and her mom have had a major glow up due to plastic surgery, obviously. Um, Brittany has been hiding from her mom that she's been actually engaged to her boyfriend, TJ, for quite a while. So, of course, he has a blow up. It seemed a little staged for the cameras. Like, I'm just thinking some of these people kind of know reality TV and know what to say or do, you know? 
And, um, but at the end, uh, he moves in for like two weeks and then he moves out. So anyways, um, yeah, somebody says they like Scott. He seems very sweet, right? Very normal, very sweet. Um, very understanding of this very close mother-daughter relationship. So Opie's up for it because it sounds like they're going to get married and be in it for a long time. Yes, Christina says the mother-in-law needs her own man. And what about being obsessed with your daughter or your grandkids? Like she seems to be best friends with her son-in-law. I don't, and I think they've dated. Don't you feel like they've dated for like a long time? Or like they grew up on the same street or they knew each other since they were like teenagers. Um, it seems like they've been married a long time, but also dating a long time. So this mother-in-law, you know, kind of raised this guy, Trevor, as a son of hers. So anyways, yes, I think so too. Melanie says TJ is a sweetheart too. You know, and he's only 28. The mom is very rude about like, you know, it's almost like you're 35 or 40 years old and you don't have your career together. Okay, I mean, he's 28. He's not 35 or 40. And, you know, if he does live at home, I don't know. Maybe he's saving all that money. Like, we don't know what he's doing. Like, they don't they don't give us that aspect of it. So, anyways. Um, ew, Christina. Oh, I can't get this out of my brain now. I think they had or are having an affair. <laughs> I don't want to think about that mainly because his wife just had their third kid and she had like really some medical issues afterwards, afterwards, like high blood pressure, uh, all sorts of things where she really needed to, her stress to go down. I feel like that's why Trevor suggested India get her own place and move out. Also, I mean, I don't know how big the house is, but you know, at some point you need three adults gets a little bit Right. Yes, they are definitely too chummy, somebody says. Melanie says, Mary needs to calm down and let them have a life. Hopefully, because we know Melanie, right? Mary is a widow because the husband that she showed on the last... Also, where does their money come from? Like it doesn't... I mean, they did talk about that um, Brittany has a college degree. They don't show anything about her working or not. We just don't know either way if she has a career or not. They don't show anything about Mary working or not. So we don't know where their money comes from, but uh, she is going to finally join a dating app for millionaires or something like that, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you haven't yet watched Traders episode eight, it is on Thursday nights on the Peacock app. I don't think it comes on free the next day. You know how sometimes they'll put things on an app and then the next day it's available on Bravo for like free or Bravo TV. But if it is, let us know in comments. Um, but spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Cause somebody does get banished. Um, anyways, and we'll chat about it. Okay. So this episode is episode eight. It's called knives at dawn. So creepy. And we will talk about it. If you are an old school, even if you're not a big brother fan, you've probably heard of Dr. Will. He makes an appearance and he was so freaking good. But I thought his skin for being a famous dermatologist, I don't know. It was either makeup or his skin. Maybe it was so boyish looking. And I know he's probably got to be at least 45 or 50 years. How old is Dr. Will? We should look this up. Um, Dr. Will. You think he's one of these that lies about his age? Dr. Will age. Big brother. Of course, it comes up. Big brother. Of course. 51. 51 years old. 
um, January 2nd. He just had a birthday, 1973. Okay. Um, anyways, we'll chat about that. Okay. So it opens up with Phaedra talking about um, Peter. And she says, I mean, if you're going to be a uh, Sherlock Holmes, be a nice Sherlock Holmes. Don't be a dick. <laughs> oh my God. Like if that isn't on a sweatshirt or a hoodie by now, like I don't even care about anybody's merch other than that for sure. So Bergie is the one that gets murdered. So poverty and Phaedra are the two traitors. So they get to make the decisions alone now. And then Trishel is really coming at Phaedra hard, like talking about this twitch in her eye. Now, has anyone ever seen or heard anyone talk about this twitch that Phaedra might have? So I thought people get twitches in their eye when they get tired. Like I've had maybe three times where my eye has twitched like oddly. And I was like, oh, this is weird. I thought that was because people get tired. I didn't know it was because any kind of whatever. She is an attorney and she's a real housewives of Atlanta. And she's a married to medicine reality star. I'm pretty sure if she knows how to control a twitch, if it's a nervous twitch, she would be doing it anyways. Um, speaking of somebody that sort of has a physical twitch, poverty is coming out. Like everyone is figuring her out. Peter's trying to figure her out. She goes to him and, and says, look, we need to have a truce. She gets all emotional basically saying, look, I trusted the wrong people. Dan offered me, you know, trust and, and friendship and he would protect me. And I trusted the wrong person. She didn't cry with him, but later she cries with John and it doesn't end up working. So let's chat about the creepy cabin. They show this cabin. Um, I did. So I watched traders this morning. So barely I saw a little bit of it. People on social media are doing a really good job. They know we're all into the traders. They're doing a really good not job of not spoiling things, right? Like the big things. But I had seen something about bugs. So I didn't know if they did um, uh, a contest to win more money towards their big prize like they did, uh, or if they accidentally saw bugs in this, you know, house, whatever. So now we know they poured it looked like, what's that show? Uh, the show that is all about bugs and they eat bugs, all that shit. Anyways, but they're pouring like maggots and roaches and oh God, it was so gross. But I didn't expect four people to leave. MJ was the first one out. As soon as she saw the bugs, I'm like, I'm freaking out. So if they left, they got $1,000 deducted but they had to, they had this um haggis or something. What does that even mean? They had some term that they could yell out the word a safe word, basically. MJ's the first word to be like, I'm out, I'm done, I can't do bugs. Kate uh Chastain ends up leaving, Phaedra ends up leaving, and Cherie ends up leaving. So they all get a thousand dollars deducted from this money. Um, but it was an escape room. It seemed almost impossible. They ended up getting fifteen thousand dollars. But $11,000 total is what they got towards the pot because uh, the four ladies that left. So I don't know. Would you have left? Would you have stayed? If you sign up for, so I only watched the first few of the episodes of season one. Remember, I wanted to watch Brandy Glanville, but then I don't know what happened. Probably Vanderpump season 10 started. I don't know what distracted me, but some, something distracted me and I never found time for season one. Um, but poverty goes to John, 
who, I don't know, he's probably like the grandfather figure, right? The father figure of people there. He's the one that's in the, the, um, the, uh, not a Senate or whatever it's called in, in England, whatever that is. He's, he's something over there in the government. Um, but she comes to him, literally starts crying and says, you know, basically for the past two years, I've been going through a lot and I end up putting like up a brick wall and I thought he was going for it, but he actually didn't. So, um, anyway, she again blames Dan for trust, blames, blames, yeah, she kind of blamed Dan, right? She definitely didn't take responsibility herself. She was like, I, you know, trusted Dan and I wasn't able to trust him. And I kind of came up like a brick wall. Um, Trishelle again comes up with her notes on Phaedra. At one point, it was like five votes. So this is then they have the round table, right? So then everyone has to go around and not only say who they're voting for, but they're kind of at this point, you kind of got to give a reason, right? You can't just say, you can't just wuss out, you know? So at one point it was like five votes poverty and four votes uh, Phaedra, but we still had a couple votes left. So anyways, poverty ends up being banished, banished um, and admits that she was a traitor. So that was a good thing. I think people definitely still think that Phaedra is another one of the traitors. So at this point, they figured out all three of them. So it gets to the very end and Phaedra gets to recruit either somebody to be a traitor along with her or they're going to get murdered. So she picks Kate Chastain. And of course, the show freaking ends. So we have to wait a whole other week, a whole other week. So y'all tell me in comments, especially if you watched season one of The Traitors. Like, how far did Kate Chastain go? Who won season one? I don't even know who won. Ooh, I didn't know that. Haggis is a sheep intestine that is eaten. Oh, Christina, I did not know this. Oh, my God. Wait, it's food. Yeah, that's what y'all are saying. Haggis is food, traditional Scottish, made from a sheepskin stomach. And is it Ofal? Awful? O-F-F-A-L, Sarah says. Ooh, I went. Wait, blood pudding. Ew. It does is this good? Does anyone taste this? Has anyone had this before? Um, oh, Texas123 says Phaedra definitely has a twitch. Okay, when have you noticed this? On the traders, or did you notice it on um where Housewives of Atlanta? Oh my gosh. Okay. Sarah says, we eat haggis with neeps and tatties, which is turnips and potatoes. Isn't a turnip very similar to a potato? Like, like the texture is even harder, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Christina says, I hope the Bravo people save her. Did everyone notice that all the Bravo people voted for uh, poverty? They did not vote to banish. Phaedra. I think even if they know she or feel strongly that she's a traitor, that I think the Bravo people are sticking together, right? Sheree is still there. MJ is still there. Kate Cash, uh, Kate Ch Chastain came back. Um, and Phaedra. Is that it? So really the Bravo people are sticking to it for sure. Are sticking to it. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get into today's Jeff Lewis Live, Leah Black in Dallas. Um, 
we still don't really know. So I told y'all a while back, um, I commented or something underneath Leah Black's, uh, you know, Instagram post that she's always promoting her products and stuff, obviously her skincare. And I said something like, I wonder why y'all go to Dallas. And she actually answered and just said, uh, we're just friends. Like we just go to see each other. I forget exactly what she said, but that quick of a trip, people have guessed so many times, um, that they're there to do work. Maybe he's doing a job for her, but the turnaround is so quick and they always seem to go to dinner. They clearly went to dinner last night. I forget which restaurant they said, but it seems like they changed it up. It didn't seem like it was the one they normally go to. How many chumps, listener chumps, do you feel like made a reservation for the time and the location for that restaurant that they thought it would be? And then it ends up being a different restaurant. Wasn't it a different one? I was kind of doing something else whenever they talked about it. But I feel like it was a different one. They talked about it. Um, but they did go to the roundup. If you look at Leah Black's Instagram, it was reposted by somebody named like Gary or something. I'd have to look and see what it was. I don't know if that's her social media person, if it's just a friend. I have no idea. But there are definitely some pictures of fans, friends. I don't know. Shane, Leah Black, Jeff Lewis, EMZ, and EJK. She tagged or he tagged some other people. And there's like a picture of Jeff and Shane um, checking in at the hotel. Can y'all see that? Anyways, this is on Leah Black, Miami's Instagram. So it's like a reel somebody made. Anyways, um, but I just wonder, because I mean, at this point, he doesn't make any secrets about that restaurant that he goes, I can't think of the name of it. It's like two names, like a, I forget the name of it. Is somebody putting it in the comments? Um... Oh, Texas123 said, you have noticed Phaedra's Twitch on both the Traders and the Housewives shows. I do feel like she's not had a reaction either way. Like she doesn't ever seem surprised when people show up or when people are banished. But I never knew if that was somebody, you know, the editing or something. I don't know. Um, Susie Barker said there were chumps at the roundup. Yeah. And even said three people bought like new boots to go to the roundup or something like that. Um, but the roundup is the bar Were y'all watching watch what happens live last night. So watch what happens live. Um, the very end, uh, Andy did like five something and he did five bars that are popular and he did the roundup for real housewives of Dallas. Cause that's the one where somebody was saying that, um, uh, what's the guy, the girl that's, they, they have like a med spa or something anyways. And they said the husband got a blow job there. Um, wait, VPR love says my sister's been close friends with Dan's sister for 25 years. I'll have to ask her if she can get any tea. I've met Dan before after he won big brother. The first time he came to a mutual friends party. Tell me he's nice. Um, isn't he the one that came out of reality TV retirement, they said, right? Um, like they came to him to do this and he, yeah, he was very nice. Oh, that's good to know. Um, okay. Anyway, I guess we can't say Asperger syndrome. I guess that's not even, I, I've even heard this before the term neurodivergent was started to being used. I don't even think people are diagnosing it with that anymore. I don't know if that's a, a t- term that's not used anymore, but, um, Jeff's guy that I guess he's on an airplane to now to go in Chicago, Dr. James, as he's calling him, the chiropractor guy, 
says to him last night, maybe you have Asperger's syndrome. And he lists kind of all the symptoms of it. And I was like, oh God, well, that's probably everybody. The only thing that didn't make sense to me was it said that Jeff has trouble in social circles. I mean, Jeff seems like he could talk to a wall. He seems like he's very charismatic, very easy to talk to. Clearly at the dinner, it was only five of us. And he sat there and talked the whole three and a half hours without having an issue. Um, I mean, clearly, you know, Melanie and Scott were talking too, and, and Shane a little bit and me a little bit, but he was very easy to lead a conversation and be involved in a conversation. It didn't seem socially awkward to me at all. And as many people as he meets uh, and as charismatic as he is, I just, I don't see that part of it. The only part I could see, which I absolutely do, I can absolutely hyper-focus on things. Um, Jeff Lewis live. Right. And then when I'm done, I'm done. So like I can get super into things and then be just like over it. So, uh, what was another one of the things they said? Um, uh, beating a dead horse is a term that they've always used about Jeff. Like he'll go on and on and on about things. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's neurodivergent as they said, but you know, anyways, he does bring up Heather McDonald, he says he regrets getting involved. He basically says, um, it wasn't my fight, right? So he says, it took me about five months to start seeing Heather's side of things. Does this mean he's opening things up? Maybe they could have a talk. I do not know. He also brings up Brandy and Julie. And Leah, don't forget, I think it was at Leah's party. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it one of Leah's? I feel like everyone meets through Leah. Like Leah, it's like five, six separate, six degrees of Leah Black, right? I feel like they've said that um, Brandy and Julie were at a party and Jeff Lewis was there. And that's how they ended up meeting at Leah Black's party, right? Um, oh, gosh. Paul said he wants to do Asperger's. Goodness. Like do ask VPR says, I want to go to the roundup. I've never been, I've never, it's about four and a half, five hours from me. Um, but yeah, I would definitely not now. I mean, I've been called a stalker for a year and a half now. I'm definitely not showing up at, um, at the, uh, the roundup. I mean, if you know me, you know, whenever I show up at places, it's usually very public that Jeff has said, or I bought a ticket or something. So I've never like surprised him anywhere like that. Um, anyways, but I love that listeners does, and it seems like Jeff loves it. Right. Uh, but anyways, Leah very clearly also says about this Brandy and Julie thing that, you know, she, I think she used the term, I don't have a dog in the fight, which I don't know. Even whenever I was talking to Brandy and Julie at BravoCon, they very clearly, and I've told y'all this more than once, um, they barely clearly at the time, and they seem to still maybe have this attitude of, if you are on Jeff Lewis's side, then you are against us. So I feel like, you know, Leah Black has been on Jeff Lewis Live probably four to five times, maybe three to four times since the Brandy and Julie feud. So uh, I can understand them seeing that Leah is taking Jeff Lewis's side, even though she says she just wants to kind of open the doors for them to communicate, maybe see each other's side to it all. But I don't know. Y'all let me know if if, the, if you think there's hope. Um, also, let me know how much is an Hermes ostrich bucket bag worth? Like, I have no idea. But this Hermes orange, I didn't even know was a thing. But I don't know. 
Oh my God, that's so fun. Uh, Texas123 says, Roundup is so fun. Lady, Lady Gaga showed up when she was starting out. Um, that sounds fun. Is it all country or no? I feel like, is Lady Gaga country music? I don't feel like she is, right? Yes. Leanne Locken. Maybe you would see Leanne Locken. Didn't they show it, them at the Roundup? I totally forget. Yes, Carrie's husband. It was definitely Carrie's husband, VPR Love. Yeah. Um, Brandy and Julie and Heather McDonald have burned the Jeff Bridge, if you ask me, Melanie says. I say never say never. I don't know. But then again, I thought the day after Valentine's yesterday when Jeff so ever so quickly and subtly mentioned that he thought Stu gave him some mystery Valentine's flowers. And then he answered the question today when this caller called in. So I don't know. I can never figure Jeff Lewis out. Right. Um, so the stay at home mom call or, or was at the either the roundup or the restaurant somewhere last night. And <laughs> this was kind of relatable. Um, but she said it was the first time she'd been out in 15 months since having her baby, but she had to get everything done. Like, I feel like that's not even part, that's like having a baby, not that the husband's the babysitter, but to me, part of having a babysitter is, you know, them feeding the kids dinner, them cleaning it up, them putting the kids to bed, reading the book. That's all part of the date night out, right? So if you have to do everything to get the baby asleep before you go out, as you're trying to get ready for the first time to go out with friends in 15 months, and then the husband has the gall to be like, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm going to be just fine listening to the baby monitor. Like, I don't know. I, I That is not my situation at all. Like, I am definitely, when I had, when the kids were little, if I was going to mom's side out or going out with friends, what have you, uh, I wasn't doing, I might have nursed them because of breastfeeding. I might have nursed them to sleep or that final whatever, because I had some kids that didn't take a bottle. So, and even if they did, I didn't pump for them. I, I would just nurse them just to, to get, you know, get the boobs ready to go out, right? You can't go out with all puffy boobs. Anyways, um, BPR loves, I don't think it was Stu. He seems to be wanting to distance himself from all things, Jeff. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to believe. I can't imagine who knows. And it seems like whoever is involved in this podcast, anyone. Okay. Hmm. I don't even know who it was. I don't even know who it was. Y'all have all sent me your ideas. I don't know who it was that had, if he even had, this person had Stu on a podcast and then they felt like 30 minutes. That's a long time to drag someone. Um, and then that person goes and tells a mutual friend. I don't know. It just seems very, very sus, very, um, very sus. Um, okay. Leah Black has studied human nature. So she knows Jeff really well. Like she even talked about coming, I think to Houston every six weeks, she would come here and take like this, not a class, like a class. And one was even on like orgasms or something. It was interesting. Um, oh, that's sweet. Thank you. VPR love. I'm so glad Jeff didn't turn on MJ. We don't need anyone else dealing with what you did, Sarah. Um, yes. Plumeria. That's right. Oh, oh, this is interesting. Okay, Asperger syndrome is not a term used anymore. Asperger was a Nazi sympathizer that did horrible things to children. So everyone is considered to have Asperger syndrome. 
ASD. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was the reason. I knew for like a year or two, people weren't really using that term to diagnose anymore. So um, interesting. VPR, why are you here? Oh, wait, why? What's going on? Do you think those? Oh, I wondered that too. Jets LLM. Do you think those random girls on Leah's story who were out with Jeff were another $10,000 dinner group? I wondered that. He did say, no, no, no. I think he even told us the dates of those. I think he said, and I remember because it's leap day, February 29th, right? Wait, is that leap year? Yeah, there's usually 20. <laughs> Never said I was smart. Leap year is, I thought he said February 29th for another one. And then April was another one of the $10,000 dinners. So I don't know. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine them posting the $10,000 pictures. Like I don't think Jeff or Leah or anyone has ever posted them. And then I think if they wanted Leah to be at the dinner, Jeff probably would have talked about it. I don't know. I don't know. Guess it could have been. Guess it could have been for sure. Um, yes, there are also gay bars in Dallas called JR and Sue Ellen's named after the show Dallas. Oh my God. I totally, my mom totally watched Dallas growing up. Um, anyways. Okay. What else? Um, oh, build your own bundle. So very confusing. Even Shane was already getting DMs about this. It's 40% off if you buy three or more products totaling $60 each. So it's going to be easy to do. LeahBlack.com. You don't even have to put in a code. It's not code Jeff. It's not code Jeff 40. The code is actually beauty drop, but I don't even think you have to put that in. If you just buy three or more products or, you know, even six products, you get 40% off, which is, I think the most I've ever seen. I, um, got her products. Uh, they gave this whole, um, they were all Leah Black. Maybe there was nothing else in it, but all, all Leah Black products for the season one Hollywood house of party in this, um, like a waist pouch, like a fanny pouch. Um, so that's how I tried a lot of her products. And then I ended up buying some more whenever I ran out, I think it was like a 4th of July sale. So I think 40% is the most I've ever seen. So this is actually a really good deal. She's got these new chest, um, things for the, um, and that's definitely where I'm aging from, from being out in the sun for sure. Uh, but basically it's like the eye patches, they just made them bigger for the chest, but Whatever that fancy word, decolletage, 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 whatever the name is, your chest. Clearly, women don't have, most women don't have hair there. So, our wrinkles, our age spots, you know, freckles, all the things show up there for sure. Um, oh, Christina says, gotta go nurse. Oh, the nurse is here to take out the IV. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, how much is it for a private escort? to take Jeff from the airport to the plane and literally sit them on the plane. They said more than $400. This sounds almost like that. Um, what's that brand they talk about? Uh, JSX or something like that. Jet Suite or whatever it's called. I don't know. I love how as rich, rich, rich as Leah Black is, 
She's very independent. And I love that she doesn't waste money. She was like, Jeff, you are wasting money doing that. Like, you don't need that. Like, you can do this by yourself. I promise you. And Jeff, Jeff's like, no, I might end up on the wrong plane. I, mean, I might end up in Miami. I might end up somewhere else. I don't even know. Um, but one thing that was so relatable, I think I've told y'all this story before. So I've been in Houston my whole life, even in college, but my parents had a beach house since I was 10 years old. So the amount of time since I was 16 years old and driven from Houston South to Galveston to the beach house, so many, but one time I was going from Houston to Dallas to hang out for the weekend with some coworkers at our um, facility in Dallas with, I was by myself without even thinking I just got in my car, got all the way to the Galveston Causeway, which is basically the bridge. So Galveston is an island. So you have to a bridge uh, that called the Causeway to get over to the island of Galveston. I saw the, this is like an hour, hour 20. Okay. I get to the Causeway and my brain goes, holy cow, Sarah, you were driving to Dallas. So I had to U-turn just like Leah Black said she had to do, but she got off on the wrong exit. What she did is much smarter than what I actually did. She just got off and got gas. And then she went north or south. The sa- she went the, the same way she was going, uh, the opposite way she was going to go home. Instead, she had to make that up. I got all the way to Galveston. had to turn around and keep going to Dallas. Then I ended up getting a speeding ticket on 45. When these other cars were like flying by me, I'm the one that got the speeding ticket in this little podunk town on 45. I remember that. I was probably like 25, 26, maybe. I think it was in between um, dating two guys, in between dating my boyfriend of eight and a half years and dating my now husband. Uh, Anyways ridiculous though, but you remember stuff like that because it was so dumb. I mean, I'm terrible. And Paul and Patrick talk about this on the Jeff Lewis extended show. Patrick is apparently very good with directions and Paul is not. So as many times that they've been to Doug Buden's house, Patrick even tells on Paul that last time they went, he had to put it in navigation, how to get to, uh, to Doug's house. Definitely something I would do for sure. Um, okay. Who remembers the queen of Versailles? It's now going to be a musical. And I think they said Kristen Chenoweth is going to play the lady. Now that's a stretch. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth is tiny, like four foot. I mean, I don't even know how, well, we can look it up. How tall is Kristen Chenoweth? She's tiny. She's even been on watch what happens live before and like fit into like tiny clothes, like size eight-year-old clothes. Oh, she's 55. Gosh, she's so beautiful. Um, height, four foot 11. So she's tiny. I don't know how tall the, um, queen of Versailles lady is, but she always seems tall in her stories. I don't know. She's the one they were building this mansion. I mean, mansion in Florida. There was a documentary about it. It's amazing. Jeff Lewis, as part of flipping out, came and she wanted his opinion. Well, a lot of the stuff they'd been buying was very like hotel. Like they were, it seemed like they were buying in bulk. And by the time they were going to have the money to get to this house, because then like, you know, the financial, everything collapsed and all this stuff that's probably meant for this house 
is either outdated or rusted or, you know, whatever by now. So Jeff clearly didn't take the job. It would have been a full-time job helping to design that house, but it also seemed clear at the, at the flipping out, the wife and the husband weren't on the same page with using Jeff. And I don't think they wanted to spend what Jeff was going to have, right? Yes. VPR love. Yeah. Very hotel-like in that house. It, their daughter passed away. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Don't they have like six or eight kids? They have a lot of kids. I don't know if it's all biological kids, adoption, um, fostering. I don't know, but it seems like they have a lot of kids, right? Um, very good documentary. Queen of Versailles, B-E-R-S-A-I-L-L-E-S. Because the whole, um, yeah, yeah. Ten Snooze says she was a hoarder too. I hate using that word, but I do think she was a hoarder. Oh, died of an overdose. Oh, Sarah, that's terrible. That's a parent's worst. One of, I mean, any way to pass is a terrible nightmare, but anyways. Um, okay. Zoila returns next week. Very nice that he's been paying her for these past six months. I mean, I don't know how it works when you're basically employed by, I guess it's Jeff Lewis design. That's a company. But I always think you have to be employed by like a big company to qualify for um, an employment or I don't know what all that stuff is. But um, Jeff's been paying her outright for sure. Um, anyways, they are off Monday. So a caller calls in and asks about Stu in this podcast. And I don't know what he's doing with that. It almost sounds like Jeff's getting the attorneys involved in like defamation or something like that. Another caller calls in. And asked about MJ. And she says, I'm a big fan of MJ. I'm just curious if she's going to explain that. He basically says, we did talk. Everything's good. She's a very close friend of mine. But I'm going to let her tell her story on that. So I think that'll be next week whenever she's on. I think Thursday. So Monday is a holiday. No show. Meaning I won't have a show either. Unless something dramatic is going on. Which really none of the show. I mean, Beverly Hills is lame. Vanderpump Rules is lame. Like, ugh. Like, Traders is the most exciting thing going on for me, right? I'm looking for um the uh the reunion of Beverly Hills, but that's not going to be for two more weeks, I guess. Um, thank you, Melanie says be sure to hit the like button, please. Thank you. It's a thumbs up button on YouTube. Thank you. Um oh, I didn't listen to Jeff Lewis Live when Zoila used to come on. Did she come on the show as like on the radio? Maybe when he was on one or two days a week or something. I don't remember that either. But again, I didn't I didn't figure out the app until fall of 2021. So I didn't figure it out that long ago either. Oh, Jets LLM. Zoila's milking it, no doubt. Um, she's She is having bad luck with this car, right? For sure. Okay, real quick. And then we will wrap it up for um, this weekend. Don't forget, if you're a subscriber, we go live every Sunday at 7 Eastern for an Ask Me Anything. So... Join us here on Instagram at Sarah from Texas or join me on YouTube, Sarah from Texas. Um, and it goes up as a replay on both too. Um, Jeff Lewis extended day is Pole and Patrick. He did not say, and somebody else noticed this somewhere, either in the um, subscriber chat or on the Sarah from Texas Facebook group. Somebody talked about Patrick didn't say like, you know, what's up 102 bitches. He didn't say bitches at all. I almost felt like last time when Jeff was on, like when he was saying it, Jeff was kind of like 
not loving it. I don't know. So maybe he said something to him. I have no idea. Maybe he just died out. You know, we get, we get bored of saying the same thing. So maybe he got tired of saying it. Um, but he opens up talking about his chest and he and Paul were kind of arguing about fat removal. Who even has, I mean, Paul and Patrick are both so small. Like, I don't even know how they ever, they, they've admittedly been on, um, Munjaro or Ozempic, one of those, uh, to, to lose weight, but they are both so small. Like Patrick is clearly a lot taller, but they're both very small bone. They're not big people at all. But Patrick was talking about having his fat from his chest removed. And I'm like, I don't even know how that would, like, I, who has fat on their chest? Um, oh, you thought they seemed a little off today? Nick says, um, they are so sweet together. The calls they got, that's love letter. The Valentine's cards that he wrote, Patrick wrote to Paul, so insanely sweet. The fact that Paul Patrick had to get to the owner of the florist to override this big long note that he wanted to write to Paul was very sweet because most people would be like, "Oh, never mind." Um, they did do Chaz Dean's reading yesterday. He says he cried, so that'll be interesting. They weren't going to talk about it yet, so I don't know if that if they'll show that on Undressed with Poland Patrick on YouTube, or if that'll be on the podcast, I don't really know. Um, but anyways, one caller called in and, um, uh, she had a very crappy Valentine's like her husband of a long time. She just found out he'd been cheating for a year and a half. She's had two babies with him. And so instead she and her son went and bought three or four or four or five, five or six dozen roses and pass those out to people that look like they need a little uplifting. So I thought that was a very sweet call. They got lots of sweet calls. Paul told the story about his name being Paul originally. And his mom, he's Armenian on both sides. So his mom used to say his name, Paul. That's how she pronounced it. So um, he talked about why she, he likes his name pronounced that because it reminds him of his mom. So it was very sweet. Um, anyways, and then they kind of end it with a very, I don't know, controversial, I guess, because I uh, permanently borrow sweet and lows when I go to restaurants. So it's a little whatever, but he's talking about if he's a stealer or if he's just collecting things that don't have a price tag on them. So he talked about like lemon and lime and avocado trees. If you're able to like take those um, without knocking on the neighbor's door, I don't know. Yes, I think so too. Diane says they seem so romantic about each other. And you have to understand they are together all the time. And I've said this since I first met them um, in June of 2021. They are, or 2022, they are actually so nice to everyone. So it's not a like they're nice on the virtual coffee readings, the in-person coffee readings. Um, they're, they're really nice people, but um, they do seem very much in love. In love in love. I have not had another coffee reading. I, I, I don't think I would do one virtually. I would do it more in person, but when they asked me at BravoCon to go down to their hotel and do it, um, that's why I did it. Cause I was in person with them, but, um, I don't think I would do a virtual one, but anyways, um, never take, Oh, you can't take people's flowers either. I, I don't think I would do flowers unless it seemed public, like not somebody's house. Never take from someone's trees or their flowers. Um, yes, Krista says, I love the way Poland and Patrick treat people. Oh, Sarah, you are kind like that. Thank you so much. 
Well, I hope you have an amazing weekend. Um, we'll see you Tuesday, unless anything amazing happens for Monday. If not, we'll all enjoy the day off. I don't know if you have the day off. If your kids are off school, if you get to lounge around, or if you're going on a long vacation like Jeff is to Chicago, I'm sure he'll tell us all about it. Um, anyways, but I will see you next time, 12 o'clock Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern here on Sarah from Texas YouTube. Bye, y'all.